Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Ephesians Verse by Verse, brought to you by co-founder of Telios, Dr. William Stewart. This captivating podcast will not only teach you the book of Ephesians, which tells us so much about Christ and his mission, as well as our Christian walk, but it will teach you how to study the Bible so you can have confidence in what you learn. Episodes will provide key points for each important verse of the book of Ephesians. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. This is William Stewart, co-founder of Telios, and we're back with our verse-by-verse study on the book of Ephesians. Such a great book written by Paul about 60 AD to the church in Ephesus, covering a multitude of issues, uh, including our salvation, Christ and his uh, actions towards us and character, as well as the Christian walk. We're at the end of verse or chapter one, <clears throat> and in a section at the end of Paul's model prayer, really uh, a section of praise about Christ and what he's done for us. We're in verse 21 today, which says, far above the principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in the, this world, but also in the world to come. And this follows verse 20, where God, because of Christ's marvelous uh, sacrifice on the cross, uh, ascended and sat down at the right hand of the Father, and God gave him a complete power uh, above all things. And by sending him there, and, and in verse 21, noting that he does have power above all things of this age and in the world to come, now and in the future. And we know from verse 11 and 10 that all things will wrap up in Christ uh, at the end times. So the words here are uh, related, again, dunamis, which we saw several verses ago, related to the power that we have uh, in our Christian life, which is where we get the word dynamite, but also several other mentioning words, authority, ecclesias, or freedom of action. It's uh, used a a general word of authority, curiotitos, otherwise From the word Lord, uh, like Jesus Christ, our Lord, uh, turned into uh, a noun that indicates lordships, basically. So any power uh, uh, entity headed by a a powerful Lord. And uh, all those uh, then who um, name uh, everything, everything that's named in the world and in the world to come will be set under uh, or is under Jesus Christ. So it's not that he was our savior and went away and is doing nothing. He now sits at the right hand of God the Father, where he rules the world. Otherwise, uh, we don't see him yet as the physical king. But we do know from here in Colossians 1 that all things are not only made by him, but they are maintained by him. And uh, he has defeated death. He has defeated Satan. So he does rule, although in this present age, He does allow a certain amount of evil to maintain until he comes again and finally judges uh, the living and the dead. So verse 22 then says, and it says basically uh, what I just indicated, until all things are put under his feet. Uh, And uh, the verse says specifically, have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of over all things to the church. So all things under his feet, and it's put in the past because uh, that victory is already 
uh, performed. Otherwise, by his death on the cross and resurrection, he defeated Satan and his power and assured then that he would come back and rule, uh, having uh, defeated uh, the author of all evil, uh, which is Satan. So it puts it in the past tense. And not, so he is, by indicating all things will be put under his feet, it brings us back to Psalm 110.1, a very important um, <clears throat> prophecy about Christ that uh, God says, sit here at my right hand until I make all things a footstool under your feet. So again, in, in the Middle East, uh, back in those ages, if you were down under somebody's feet, that meant that you were prostrate before them and under their power. So this imagery is that all things uh, are under Christ's power. Uh, quite a promise, uh, quite a hope that we have. And then he mentions that he gave him to be head over the church. So he's the head over all principalities uh, and authorities, but also the church. So he's he leads and in the secular and the spiritual realm. So if you ask yourself then, what is Christ doing now? Well, one thing he's doing is the head of the church. The word here for head is the literal word for head in Greek, cephalic, where we get the English anatomical term for cephalic. And uh, it's often used as imagery of Christ uh, and his role with the church. Uh, people knew back then, <clears throat> if you cut off the head, people died. So it was a common means of ex execution. So they knew that with the head uh, directed the body. So Christ directs the body of the church, as we'll get to in the next verse, and, um, uh, and so leads it. And the imagery of the body also extends to the fact that, and this is from 1 Corinthians 12, for example, that all people uh, throughout the church, though each of us serve Christ and God, and we become holy uh, and have spiritual ministry, we each perform different functions within the church to make a completely functioning body under Christ's headship. So very common uh, imagery, but also specifying the authority of Christ. And Paul, at the end of his prayer, is giving him just praise. And we remember from back in verse 6, praise is commending God. It's recognizing him for his actions. <clears throat> it's, recommend, uh, it's commending him for his character and righteousness. Okay, that's all for today. Join us next time. We'll do the last verse in chapter one, which has just, just been a marvelous chapter, and also review chapter one before moving on to chapter two. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ephesians Verse by Verse. We hope you found Dr. Stewart's teachings both interesting and informative. Join us next time for another exciting episode in Ephesians. To listen to all episodes, please visit our website, teliosresearch.com, T-E-L-E-I-O-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H. Thank you.